the year is 2003. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. I'm Shoutouts. And this is my marvelous year. Variant cover. Podcast and Reading Club, where we take you through the history of Marvel Comics from its origins to today. I am Talos Busing. I've been a scroll this whole time, and today I'm revealing this to my co-hosts. Oh wait, it's Zalos Whip. Dean and right. Charlos Fierro, my fellow scrolls. How's it going, I, gang? I knew all along because I am pulls off mask dave busing the real dave busing i've been slandered so heavily just now sense? i don't even know and how to handle i it. am pulls off mask kevin feige <laughs> this isn't missing impossible too there are no masks involved <laughs> in no, no, we're not scrolls the scroll and the scroll takes off my face was just a mask. I am mm-hmm. scroll, yeah. so there there wasn't we're going to talk oh, about Secret strange. Invasion on Disney. <laughs> yeah, we, should, we should really practice these things. Good group. <laughs> there was a Secret Invasion just debuted on Disney+. Plus. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. You can find all the issues for all the comics that we do read here going through the year 2003 in the show notes. You can also get access to the full spreadsheet over at patreon.com slash year. You know, if you support us over at patreon.com slash year, you may provide us the What do I get, Dave? To, well, you I might. I, that's what I'm saying is you might provide us the incentive to practice our jokes <laughs> before we start recording. Ah, yeah, <laughs> you can tell uh, how much we've prepared and how slowly says Dave says, "Welcome to my marvelous year." <laughs> <laughs> really struggling to think of anything. To it, do. It's still impressive that you can come up with something mid sentence like that. Uh, I I get stun locked, but. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, as bad as it is, at least it's something, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. We're at patreon.com slash year. Again, you get access to the full spreadsheet for as little as $1 a month. You can also, for $5 a month, join the coolest Slack community. And listen, I got I to gotta tell you guys, like, it's getting harder. It's getting harder to be a gentleman these days, as the White Stripe said back in the early 2000s. But it's also getting harder and harder to, like, have anywhere to go on social to have any kind of community. You know, and I, mm-hmm. as as much as Twitter is criticized and reviled, you know, for years now for all of the things that it is it enabled that are bad, I really loved the comics community aspects of it that came out of it. You know, there are a lot of folks that I've talked to and met and, and, and you know, in many cases, like in some cases interviewed or professionals or whatever, right? Like there's just a sense of community that is, that is really just like, it's on fire. Like, I don't know if it's completely ashes yet, you know, but it's clearly on fire. So anyway, the point being, my marvelous year Slack community is going nowhere. It's nice to have a place of reasonable human beings behaving decently Mm -hmm. as enforced by Zachary F. Dean. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, (laughs) that's an important part. (laughs) It is. It is. Uh, But no, I just like there's there's I find a lot of value in that. So that's one of the benefits if you are so. Did I tell you I'm uh, I'm back on Twitter? (laughs) <laughs> what you're coming oh, back God. well la- well last week uh elon <laughs> musk finally he banned i don't know if you heard the 
Well, he brand the word cis and cisgender, and I can finally, I was say I can finally feel safe on the that, platform. That was your <laughs> one. Oh that was your one demand. Well, people, of course, I couldn't write a post without somebody using the you know, uh, God, I can't even th- think of how to say what kind of a bigotry it would be without using those words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's anyway, real people dangerous waters. Just, you know, using those words towards me, and uh, I didn't feel safe. So no, I'm not back on Twitter. It is amazing. I, 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 oh, okay. Part, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not. It is amazing how everything everyone said was going to be a problem mm-hmm. with him has like has come true, but then like tenfold. You know, <laughs> it's like because it's easy to be like, well, I don't, I don't know anything about this weird rich guy, right? It's like probably you know be pretty hands off, nothing will happen, you know, not that much will change, blah blah blah. And it's like <laughs> no, no it's like much stupider and it is funnier than you would imagine, <laughs> but yeah. like a very dark, dark kind of funny. Oh yeah, for sure, but good. like. But just so sad, like for him to say, like the word cisgender is now considered a slur. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. and J.K. Rowling could pop up to be like, yeah, yeah, and he'd be like, mm-hmm, yeah, she gets it. Um, <laughs> before Flippin we talk bonkers. secret invasion, flipping bonkers. Um, I read a really good comic <laughs> this week. You yeah, read one? Talk about, about good stuff and mm, see yeah. about secret um, invasion afterwards. Okay, let's do a good do you... comic round robin. Zach, you're first. Ooh. Well, if I'm if I'm being serious, because this was in a serious post. <laughs> Love and Rockets has my heart yeah. like firmly in its grasp. It's incredible. Like I'm re- we read uh, three volumes of it for extra issues this month, the Jaime Hernandez stuff. Yeah. And I just bought more volumes of it because I like still was craving it, and I couldn't read anything else without being like, man, but it's just not Love and Rockets. Like, yeah, I have, like a hangover from it. It's so good. So go it's check out Love and Rockets. Go check out our episode about extra issues or extra issues on it. Sarah Century was on it. It was really good. Now, that one is not um, live on the feed yet, but it is available via Patreon, yes? It will be... Oh, yeah. I guess when this comes out, it will be available in like on Patreon in like five days. So okay. It's coming out July 1st. And then in public, it's coming out January 1st, 2024. So, yeah. Give us some money on Patreon. Um, y'all are ahead. No, but... So, do you... I don't know if you ever do this. On the comic pirating website, readcomiconline.li... Um, wow! I know you bleep never... that out. Bleep. Sorry. We're not gonna sponsor um, well, a pirate. Site. I'm not sponsoring them. I mean, they, they sponsor themselves. You don't. You you have now. Game you have now referenced their website more than you referenced mine. That is That's offensive. Not okay. That's they have a really fun the truth. <laughs> they have a really. It is not. I talk about Comic Book Herald all the time. Herald. They have a really fun feature where they just have. Uh, you can hit randomize, and it just brings you to one of the many random books in their thing in which they have a thousand million comics on that website yeah um and uh i was doing that the other day uh in like just seeing different funny comics and something came up called barack the uh, barack the barbarian do you know about this one oh no oh no (laughs) it is a pro barack obama uh like conan the barbarian thing written by larry hama Um, what Mm-hmm. He he first does like a single issue, and then does like a whole uh, like four issues about it. I think. Uh, and God, who's the Chris? Chris oh, uh, Tim Seeley, I think, does the art. <laughs> on wow. It. Does the okay. Yeah, it's got like a pedigree, and it's so embarrassing. That's it's incredible. so bad. <laughs> it's uh, it's just kind of like a bad political angled parody of Conan the Barbarian except his sidekick Red Sonya is Red Sarah which is Sarah Palin um and the entire thing is you know what if politicians just stop bickering you find out that they're more reasonable and they get more done if they just work together yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, oh my god that's, that's the whole thing it's like 
oh there's no there's like no uh anonymity between the two of them it's just like them being like now that you're not oh john christmas is the artist who's great i love johnny christmas from uh like tartarus that image series oh yeah 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 and then the cover is by tim seeley yep it's wild it like all the jokes are like here's a bunch of zombies and then it's like joking that they you know were condemned by the death panel (laughs) death panels and uh being told what you know whatever it's it's really funny so go check it out if you want some like extremely tepid lukewarm political parody mixed with conan the barbarian i am craving from, like, that 2008. so yeah. often so often really am i funny. sitting around thinking. i like to to quote uh, larry hammer yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> looking yeah. at the, the wikipedia for for Barack the barbarian mm-hmm. first off you should change it to Barrack the barbarian and second i'm not interested in writing a mad magazine style parody and that it would have to be more in line with more polemical stuff of swift twain and voltaire wow <laughs> which is yeah. incredible wow. <laughs> He makes really good uh, points. Like Sarah Palin is a reasonable person, you know, if she's not working with John McCain. Like that—that's kind of how it frames it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's really funny. Sounds Voltaire-esque. Incredible. Yeah. It's the only way I could describe it. Okay. Okay. Charlotte, what's your good comic? Oh, I mean, it's Seven Rockets as well. That that comic is amazing, and I'm the so extra glad issues I crew teaming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We literally, we just, be we just did a wrap up episode about Molly Knox Ostertag. And at the end of it, we talked about how, like, <laughs> I was like, isn't it nice, Charlotte? You and I have this. We have a unified, uh, like, language we can use to alienate and exclude Dave. You and I have this, uh, this shared link that uh, we can use to lord over Dave. That's funny. <laughs> my marvelous ear. That's funny. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm. Uh... But you've read Love and Rockets. Yeah, much much of the stuff you've read, but I'm also when you when I hear the two of you are reading a thing that I am not as familiar with, I'm definitely very excited to to check that out if I can find the time. Um, including, I now have literally the complete bibliography of Daniel Klaus in my uh, office right now. I get checked out every mm-hmm. book he's ever written <laughs> from the library yeah. <laughs> because we're going to cool. talk about uh, uh, eight ball at some point. So mm-hmm. I read uh, I read Ghost World on my my trip recently for the first time, and. I kind of get it, but I don't fully get it. So I, I'm curious to read a lot more <laughs> cool. of the full work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, my good comic recommendation is a 2003 release. It's going to be on my best of for the year. Uh, maybe my single favorite that I've read so far this year. It's called Impossible People, a completely average recovery story. It's by Julia Wirtz. And it is one of the best sort of memoirs I think I've read. One of the funniest, definitely I, probably the funniest memoir kind of autobio comics I've ever read. It's about Julia's um, alcoholism and and steps to recovery, but like it's not. It doesn't follow the the steps. I guess to use an alcoholism term that you think it's going to take. Like the book is not at all kind of the trauma relapse kind of like um, recovery story that you think it's going to be. Um, it's just like more than anything, it's just like hilarious kind of slice of life stuff and uh it it reminds me a bit of zoe thoroughgood's um it's lonely at the center of the universe which was uh my favorite comic of last year um it's nowhere near as experimental or anything but i've been having such a joy reading that book so that's my rec it's called impossible people cool thanks i'll check it out on um read comics online oh come on (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm sorry monster uh i don't i don't read new stuff speaking of monsters 
let's talk about Marvel's use of AI. Um, and Charlotte the... and I talked about this a couple days ago. Did you watch? Day. Did you watch the episode before you knew the intro had been yeah. done with AI? I mean, no, I I, I, knew about I it. learned the intro was made by AI while watching the intro because it's obviously made through AI. Well, so <laughs> like, visible. so like you, so like watching it, you were like, I, I think this is AI. Like, yeah, you had that exactly. experience. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Not that's, me. I knew. That's I interesting knew. to me because I knew, so I couldn't separate. Okay, yeah, this looks awful, <laughs> but I couldn't separate that from already having read and seen conversations around that. Um, I mean, I find it. Listen, we don't have to do the whole AI thing, but I do find it specifically kind of infuriating from Disney with all of their resources and a legacy built on the backs of hand-drawn animation, you know, that they'd be the ones to come in and be like, yeah, we don't need any help. We'll just use an AI. It does look bad, but that's kind of not the point, you know? The point isn't like – because, like, at some point, AI might not look bad. You know what I mean? Like, the point isn't always going to be the quality of it. I, yeah. I think the point of it is going yeah. to be like it is going to be slightly more ethical and just kind of based on like there are humans and jobs and roles. And I, I don't know. At a certain point, it's like certain things get phased out. This happens with all sorts of technology. I get that and I get how that's complicated. But right now it feels really gross. Um, it also looks like garbage. It does look like garbage. Um, and I, I get I get why they wouldn't care, you know, because it is one of those things where it's like. You can skip the intro on Disney Plus. Um, you know, like I'm like stretching while this is happening, not necessarily. You know, like like who's watching it that closely generally, right? It's a small percentage of your audience. I get the rationale, uh, but it does bug me. <laughs> it does bug me. I don't know. Did both of you care or not care? What do you think? Charlotte, you go first. I mean, it looks, uh, to be honest, like the first maybe five seconds before I realized it was AI, I was like, oh, just like, because I think, I do think the first like five eight seconds look kind of interesting because just like big backgrounds big like white scope things that don't look that don't have human like human beings or scrolls in them yeah so on that level i think it looked okay because it just had that like kind of like vertigo feeling while still actually depicting something that looks vaguely familiar and then as soon as it starts getting into like human-like figure it just oh this looks like this looks like a children's drawing. Like th- this doesn't look. It looks bad, bad, not in a way that is interesting that could serve the purpose of the show, but just in a way that's like, I'm, I, I kind of want to stop watching this. <laughs> yeah. Because of how bad it looks. Um, and yeah, just the AI stuff. So here's, because like I don't think knowing that it was AI um, changed my opinion of the intro itself. I think I would have had the same opinion if I, if it was like, if it looked the same, it was made by people. I'd still be like, well, it still looks like shit. Um, I do think it, it it's impacted my enjoyment of the the rest of the episode because I like from that point on, I, I like I was I had a negative opinion of the the episode and the series as a whole like yeah. as a consequence yeah like you just and I don't think the the series is great to talk about it but like yeah I don't think I don't think the the intro helped I think maybe I'd be more lenient or, or have more inclinations uh, like would want to give it a, a better shot if there wasn't the intro but just the intro like yeah no i don't i don't care anymore (laughs) it's such an unforced error because it's just like because the majority of the conversation a ton of press i don't know if they think that managed but i think i do kind of think we might be in somewhat of a bubble of having a knee-jerk well this is a bad thing reaction i think a lot of people are going to see 
Marvel, you know, created uh, their title intro with AI, and I think a lot of people just go, oh, cool, interesting. Yeah. And that will be, yeah, a lot of people who are not online uh, a lot will think that, I think. Um, I knew about it, and I saw it expecting to hate it. <laughs> and this is the hot take, I guess. You loved uh, it? I think it looks fine, actually. <laughs> and I kind of was like, you know what, I actually think this this works for... The- I mean, it, it has that. And I hate the AI art look. Like, we have people in our Slack who are constantly, like, churning out joke images yeah. with different AI programs. Uh, yeah. You know, like, what if Wolverine was Danny DeVito? That kind of stuff. Um... And I'm always like, well, this is ugly. I hate looking at this. Uh, this one, I actually kind of was like, this kind of suits the th- the vibe. <laughs> I think that kind of shifting ugliness and this uncanniness of it, I thought it worked okay. Um, my big issue is that they also wrote the show with AI. Um, <laughs> yeah, that really... that's what I thought too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Really we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Before we do, though, I do, yeah. do want to say, like, I bet you anything if I had not read this ahead of time. I would not have been watching closely enough to have observed anything was amiss. <laughs> so I will admit that. I will yeah. also say, um, I if this was like a Machine Man show and it like like connected thematically, I would probably be way more on board. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, well, like, I kind of get it with scrolls. It's like, well, that doesn't actually make sense. Um, it makes a I, little sense, like you know, shifting identities. You don't know who's who. People's faces are blurred and anonymous i don't know but I, think I, I, also, I turned to rose and i was like they can technology. do this once this is the one time they get to do this and if they ever do in under any other circumstance if they ever do this again i think it will be just just like the most outlandish thing which i think the director was just director said i mean who knows how much of this is cover but like they wanted to do it because of the feeling of like paranoia and the you know like cover of anonymity that people have and you don't know who's who when you're looking at a crowd everyone's face is shifting whatever i mean that literally happens in this episode so like i kind of get there might be an actual rationale for it and they tried to do this as an artistic decision instead of just a cost-saving one maybe not you know but it's all money maybe it should be more cynical money i think any any answers to the contrary are lies um plus i guess there probably is you know an element of this stuff is new how can we use it right you do have a large swath of audience that are excited about that i mean i think there is listen there is a reality that as much as you may dislike AI in creative replacement fields, like like this is like it's taking over my job. Like my job is going to become hugely AI focused over the next couple of years. Like this is real podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I support my family purely through talking about comics. Um, please Patreon.com/slash My Marvelous Year. Please, please. <laughs> We need it. Uh, But yeah, so anyway, like it, listen, it's here. It's not going anywhere. We're going to have to find ethical ways to use it and, and kind of adapt. Um, And eventually, you know, be nice to it because we are like your robot overlords are going to remember this. Like they don't forget anything, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so, you know, be kind. So anyway, I loved it. I love AI. Um, Thank you, robot overlords. (laughs) Uh, It's been a blast. Uh, Okay. Let's talk about the actual show. Um, The secret invasion. Okay. I, I suspect I'm going to be the most positive about this, which it's is wild. wild. It's yeah, wild, baby. Because I, <laughs> I so, so, I had so low expectations, guys. Like, my expectations were so low to the point that I, I put off watching this until the last possible opportunity last night. 
I the only way I could get my wife to watch with me instead of watching the fin- the finale of Poker Face was to tell her that Olivia <laughs> Coleman was in it. If I had yeah. not dr- thought to drop, oh Olivia Coleman is in this, no chance. She's watching it with me. Should have um, told her Olivia Coleman's in the new season of The Bear instead and watch that. What is she? Is she? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my gods! I need to watch the new season of the bear. I mean, I was already going to. Yeah, can we talk about bear? Yeah, I was always already instead. going to as well. No, I haven't. Watched I mean, it. I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay to take a break and just watch. The next no, the next thirty minutes of the podcast are going to be us watching the episode. Us recording, us watching the first episode of the bear. Yeah. No, I'm very excited about the return of the bear. But but no, my my expectations were just I had none. They're so low. Um, and I listen like I'm. I'm definitely at a point where I'm just kind of like I am moving on from superheroes in a lot of ways that they used to matter, you know, and I think Marvel specific like and Marvel stuff is kind of helping me do that. Like comics are in a malaise right now, like they're kind of in a rut um, and the MCU is the same. So, they're, you know, they're kind of like gently nudging me to be like. Move along, adult Dave. <laughs> like, yeah. find, find <laughs> new hobbies. And the good stuff, like Spider, like Spider Verse, just reminds you of how bad the rest is. A bit, yeah, comparison. a bit for sure, right? And it's not that I'm not enjoying, right? Like, it's not, you know, Across Spider Verse was a fantastic experience. I loved it. I had a great time. There's still, you know, I'm loving reading X Men Red by Al Ewing. Like, there's always going to be, oh yeah, a place for the cream of the crop. I just have less and less time for middling, you know, stuff that is just like that is homework to just keep up with what's going on. Like, that part of my life is is kind of fading, okay? And that's what so much of the MCU, especially the Disney Plus stuff, has felt like since Loki, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah I've, I've been mixed to positive on a lot of it, but I actually, I kind of agree with that. <laughs> I just think, I, I also, yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, a majority of my positivity is 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 trying to uphold sort of a, a place in fandom or a feeling of like, well, I'm talking to people who like this stuff, so I don't just want to be a dick all the time, um, <laughs> as opposed to how I honestly feel, you know? Wow, like, here, there, out it comes. Listen, Whereas I, I, I can be honest about that. Brave and a dick. <laughs> I, I appreciate, I do appreciate about you, Zach, that like you, I, it's we'll not that you don't think about community. what other people think, but like you are, yeah. like you will just say what you think. Um, oh, I am definitely, nice. I definitely have a harder time with that. Um, so anyway. Long story short, personal therapy yeah. session yeah, yeah. out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a really nice time with this episode. Like, I'm in a very healthy place as far as just, like, I watch Secret Invasion episode one the same way I would watch, like, a new episode of Doctor Who. I don't have expectations that it's going to be prestige TV anymore. I don't have expectations that it's going to be momentous and really matter for what's happening in the movies. I'm just here to hang with characters that I've enjoyed over time. And Secret Invasion has performances and actors that I like a lot. I like hanging with Samuel L. Fun guy. I like Olivia Coleman a lot. Um, and I guess that's it. But, <laughs> like, I, you know. I mean, a clock, I guess. Um, scroll stuff, scroll invasion stuff uh, is, is, is good. I like the secret. I like the spy aspects. I like the little John Le Care nods. Um, listen, it's not that, you know. It's not, uh, it's no, not that. It, it's it's not. We were told there's a bomb. <gasps> there's not a bomb. It's, it's over there. Yeah. <laughs> That's like <laughs> the extent of their spy. The spy stuff is so clumsy. It's like, I mean, besides, you know, I guess Talos the, being double crossed by his daughter into thinking they were following or, a bomb. 
Or they, was he? They literally have a scene where, like, they get there and they all... Wait, 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 hang glasses. on. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers sure. will follow. Yeah. We should warn everybody. I guess. I don't even think this is spoilers. But, like, they get there to look, find the bomb. And then that's when they, like, brief each other. <laughs> There's a scene where Ben Mendelsohn is like, the bomb should be visible under UV light. Everyone put on your glasses and everyone nods. Like, mm-hmm. okay, great. <laughs> Now's the time to learn this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is not giving, you know, like, that... Everybody is a world-class spy who, you know, comes uber-prepared and knows the ins and outs of the situation, right? Like, it doesn't even do the basic legwork of establishing, well, anything. I think that's my problem with it. And I actually kind of walked away from this being like, oh, that's fine. I'll watch another one. Like, but it definitely is, like, a wait-and-see for me. But it does so much, like, punting of both the logistics and the emotional beats into stuff we haven't seen which killed me, like, by, by the end, like, Nick Fury, the through line to this is that Nick Fury is, like, washed up, and that he fled Earth after Thanos' snap, and he came back, and he's, like, shaken by it, but we don't see him experience that, except for in one moment where he remembers being snapped, um, yeah. and we don't see the repercussions of that, and we don't even really know what the repercussions of that are, because we didn't see him leave Earth, <laughs> It just happened in a post credit scene after Spider-Man 2. We saw he was on a space station having a good time. And now he's back. And, like, all that is just implied. And it's not implied in a way that's inviting and curious because there's details there. It's just told to you. Um, yeah, it's strange. There, People there are a few. I will push series. back a little. There are a few details. Okay. Um, he's limping. He looks older. I mean, just physically, uh-huh. right? Just, yeah. just appearance-wise. He okay. is captured very easily. Now, I read that in the moment, like, well, this is Nick Fury. He wanted that to happen. Um, sure. Yeah, I, think, I read that, too. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's an easy enough... Re- I mean, he literally says that, and then it's maybe a joke or cover, but you also don't know. And it's like, are you a guy who's thinking 10 steps ahead or well, but playing that's, 40 chess here? The conversation or, with Maria you... Hill, I think, is exactly yeah. what you're saying there, which is it doesn't seem like he's ahead anymore. It doesn't seem like he's... You know, like you said, several steps ahead, um, and that that alone is kind of the washed upness. I mean, I'd be I a little surprised. Any, like, what's pushing him to keep going? But also, what is shaking him up? Yeah, he, I mean, just, I'd be a little surprised if that doesn't his get job if that doesn't get focus. Like, yeah, don't you yeah, think? Sure. I mean, you know, there's it would be nice five hours to go. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Maria Hill says that. Like you always told me, there's no shame in walking away if you can't hack it anymore. And I'm like, well, this doesn't feel. Like, this is nothing. It's like, what, are we going to watch a show where Nick Fury walks away? But I also don't get what, what, one, I don't really know what's wrong. Like, is he just bad at his job now? Is he not seeing threats? Is he too emotionally involved? Is he emotionally, is he afraid? Whatever. Like, I don't know what that means. But also, I don't know what it means that he insists on staying despite whatever it is that he's experiencing. So, like, I just think it's uh, very thinly drawn in... There's a lot of stuff. And then also, like, the Talos and his daughter stuff is the same way, where, like... Well, that's <laughs> just that's kind of... new, you know, so I think that's hard. Like, the Nick Fury stuff, we do have familiarity with this character. We have yeah. expectations of who they are. Um, they have largely been in command and several steps ahead. So to see them hobbled and put on their back foot, you know, I think is in and of itself, you can get away with that a little bit especially in the first episode. Um, and, it, you know, it raises questions as to, well, what 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 has he actually been doing in space? You know, and these sorts of things. Like, I, there's yeah. a lot more to flesh out there. 
Um, the Talos and his daughter stuff. I mean, that's brand new, right? All all the scroll stuff is like. Oh yeah, you but have it just to build, has to build from this scratch. like family history, and the mother also was fighting this group, and the daughter works for them. I don't know. It's just like again, it <clears throat> so much of this episode was just based on like the emotional uh, core of all these conflicts is stuff that happened before the show started, and that it's just telling us about. Yeah, um, and it's like... including like a thirty-six-year-old world woman having a teenage rebellion against her, do- her yeah. father <laughs> <laughs> like is she supposed very... to be like 15 because she's almost 40 well yeah she's like at the very 30 years old because she's in cat's marvel and that's i think that's one of my problems with this is that it feels very jarring the whole port- like the whole characterization of the scrolls between this and cat's marvel is like Oh, we just we just want to do something completely different with the scrolls, and we're just gonna change everything, even though that doesn't make sense and not really explain it. Um, so now, like one like one of the main things I liked about Captain Marvel, and I didn't, I didn't love that movie, but one of the things I actually liked is like the idea of the scrolls as this like just basically immigrant group. They lost their home planet and they just mm-hmm. need help. Um, that's like that's an interesting idea and a twist from what the scrolls are in the comics. And now in the show, they're just like, no, never mind. They are immigrants, but they're also like all powerful and everywhere and maybe in governments and everything. It's like, mm, no, nah, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't think that's like... Well, the rationale... I don't know where you're going with that. I mean, let's talk about the rationale they give here for how we got from point A to point B. Because I did think that was going to be the hardest, the hardest sell to get to a secret invasion. You know, because like the secret invasion of the comics, which I will not spoil because we haven't gotten there in the club... Um, but it's very believable that the Skrulls would secretly invade and conquer Earth because they are a superpower. They are a galactic superpower, right? And historically, yeah. they have always been a threat and a powerful one at that. Um, yes, the MCU introduction of the Skrulls, you know, it flipped it on its head for for the moment of Captain Marvel where it could be played as kind of a twist and, and you know, probably the only commentary that movie has other than the lasting legacy of Nine Inch Nails. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> which, which, by the way, Nine Inch Nails rules. Yeah. I've been going back to Nine Inch Nails a lot. Um, okay. So, <laughs> um, big Trent Reznor guy. So, the I explanation. Love his new career. His, like, career as a soundtrack. Oh, it's so cool. It's such a, it's such a fun so cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, so the <laughs> explanation that they give in the episode is, well, that was 30 years ago. And in that time, you've had the scrolls. You know, interacting with Nick Fury and, and living in secret on Earth, but kind of as allies. But then the blip, really, then Nick's gone. They don't have any connection. They don't have any tethers to, you know, Earth allyship. And then you get a faction, a growing faction of them, who are just mad and want out and want their own planet again. Um, it needs to be like sold a little bit more, work. I think. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do, it is believable that in, I mean, that's that's three decades that, that you would then have factions who are like, I'm not on board with this vision anymore. You know? But I guess like my problem with it is like the the ideological argument is, well, you left us alone and didn't find us the new home you promised, so now we're gonna rebel. And it's like, but wh- why didn't they? Wh- why didn't Captain Marvel and Nick Fury find them a new planet? Like they had 30 years. That's like, a good question. Wasn't that what Captain Marvel was doing in space? Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good question. Like, it feels like the the base of the ideological argument, it just doesn't work because it's... It's just to an excuse that doesn't actually work with the rest of the world that's been established. Well, I think your question would actually make the argument work better. Like if the anger was less blip based and more 
Captain Marvel was flying for three decades. How did you not find anything? <laughs> that would actually yeah. lead to more resentment. Um, and the answer is because it's not a Captain Marvel show, and I don't think that's yeah. they're going to say it's in the show. Like, yeah. I don't think they're going to address it because that's the actual reason. Yeah, all that stuff, I think... <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. Also is, like, again, pretty thinly drawn. There's a There's a veneer of getting into race stuff here yeah. uh, with Samuel Jackson that I also think adds up to very little and feels very slippery um it, it's very subtle you know which normally i would praise but i kind of at the end was like okay but what to what end are we <laughs> i did not think it was especially subtle <laughs> a bartender yeah, I mean, I get, using to serve him well yeah yeah i mean yeah a lot of comments of like you'll stick out here in moscow <laughs> at night right like, yeah and people you know staring at him and then they're like i, I just didn't like when he made the um you know, us old spooks and Maria Hill being like, you can't say that. And she's like, you can't say that. And, you know, he's referring to CIA agent spook and then making a double entendre about yes. using it as like a racial slur. Um, kind of don't know. I mean, like, maybe. Well, I, didn't th- I didn't know this was a CIA thing, so I just thought it was a racial slur. Well, that's funny. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I only I knew it the other way. I only knew it as a CIA thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very, I mean, the thing is, like, if it had been sold as maybe like a winking joke. <laughs> Well, it kind of was. I mean, Samuel's being Samuel's being Samuel in that moment, and I, yeah. I do think he's quite adept at jokes about race. <laughs> I mean, mm. You know, this is a character who pulls that off again and again and again. Um, dude's been in a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies. You know, he's he's had the at bats. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. So I, I I guess that didn't. I thought that it doesn't, that it doesn't bother moment. me. It just kind of added to like. Okay, but like, what are you about? <laughs> well, like, see, I actually no, thought nothing. I thought that actually tied into one of the weirder elements of the show, which is everything takes place in Russia, but mm-hmm. it's five years post. Like the it's a maybe the starkest reminder that like oh, so like everything global that like it, the MCU no longer reflects the world outside your window, right? Like it's not because everything with like you could not do a show in Russia right now. Like that is a mess. That is a political hotbed. Um, they are the archvillains again of the of the world stage you know they have declared war on ukraine um and this show is like is like the what would you say? it's like the um the sanitized version of a future where that doesn't happen you know uh mm. so i found that in and of itself strange where it's like it's like any american can walk the streets in russia you know, like you can't do that right now. Like I thought all. it was strange how they were like once, you know, Moscow really settled down once the Wagner mercenary group took over. Um, that was a really strange, like prescient thing to say. I can't believe they were uh, the, IA, the AI writing that weeks ahead of time. That should make you mm-hmm. that should make you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> think about yeah. that. Um, yeah. OK, so let, let's back it up to to like so Nick comes back to deal with the scroll threat. The scroll threat is. They're they're basically you know they're they're doing terrorisms around the globe and they're trying to create a hotbed of tension that will allow for them to take over Earth and claim it for themselves. They are kidnapping and stealing the looks and minds. Apparently, they can take people's minds now. Um, not fully clear on the now? on the technology that is doing that. <laughs> But they're fully inhabited. Yeah, they introduce a lot of personalities, details, uh, which is a thing that you know in the in the comics they kind of you know they have to come up with a way to do that because you know Marvel Comics has psychics and and a lot of Shield technology where they could identify scrolls more easily. So it's a way to be like, 
we have no way of knowing you're a scrawl. Um, I guess I read it here more as like, you know, I'll know everything you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, so they you know, can seamlessly slip into their spot. Yeah, exactly. So like they're taking positions of power, and uh, and Nicholas is back with Maria Hill and Ben, and refusing to tell anyone this threat to, <laughs> to Earth because I, I I guess the underlying assumption is because you can trust no one. Um, so you can't Those tell anyone. Everyone already seems to know. <laughs> like yeah, a lot of people seem to Olivia know. Olivia Coleman is like. I don't even know what she is. Some kind of mobster? And she already knows about it? <laughs> no, she's British. She's MI5. <laughs> oh, right. I don't know. <laughs> Which, you know. That is a classic French burn kind of, to call, to kind call of a MI5 mobster. If you mobsters. think about it. Yeah. <laughs> CIA and MI5. Uh, Bunch of thugs, if you ask me. What's the, okay, French, what's the French CIA called? Uh, the DGSE, I think. The DGSE. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like the Disney Stock Exchange. Um, <laughs> I think it's the general direction of Secret Services or something like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sure we'll see them in a couple episodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, they're, they're uh, too busy uh, getting uh, effed by the Wakandans in the Black Panther. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah, okay, Olivia yeah. Coleman. I mean, the, like you had, you have good actors delivering mediocre lines, but they're still good actors. So like Olivia Coleman and Samuel Jackson together, it's fun. Yes, definitely. It's part of the yeah. reason I... I st and you know what? The show kind of looks okay. Like, I think as far as Disney Plus shows go, um, it was one of the least, like, this all looks like it's done on a green screen. Uh, I actually was like, did they film this in Russia? Because that really looks like they're there in that, whatever, that famous square with the uh, how the bonkers! How bonkers would that be right now? Yeah, no, I know. I was like, there's no way. But, like, this there's looks no really good. Way. Yeah. Um, so like I I you know I think they they did a good job filming it. It looked. Nice. You know what I you know what I still don't. Every time they show a scroll, it looks so Doctor Whoish to me. And I mm, I like the point, I like the design still. Yeah, I still like yeah the, the design, design would be okay. I just silly. or yeah. you know what it always, it looks like Buffy. It looks like a Buffy yeah, vampire. A little silly, a little plasticky. Yeah. I just every time I, I mean, see it, it I'm it, like yeah. I I don't think technology has advanced enough that we can do scrolls <laughs> like it's not there yet it looks well, so it's prosthetics right it's just like tons of layered prosthetics but no i, I dig it i kind of like the, that they just go back to that and they don't look you know i don't know extremely slick um i'm kind of into it huh huh yeah. uh question for both of you yeah. Yeah. do you think martin freeman was actually a scroll or was that simply a scroll masquerading as martin freeman that was called masquerading. I That's think it's what I thought, but when we episode. finished, Rose was like, well, because we were talking about uh, Maria Hill yeah, dying at the end, and she's like, and Martin Freeman. And I was like, oh, do you think that that means that he's also like, I mean, you know, the implication is that he was just a scrawl. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I'm sure they'll find him in a closet at some point. Yeah. <laughs> during the season. Um, yeah. Or his body, maybe. I mean, I'd be I also... I talking about maria hill totally fine that they killed her off here i was like okay well good. we'll get to that we'll get to that <laughs> and, and and i was afterwards like you know what if that was also the end of martin freeman fine <laughs> well <laughs> like, that's I'm i guess that's kind of what i'm getting at is <laughs> martin's character was so kind of irrelevant and mm -hmm. and uninteresting especially in wakanda 2 um where it's like that would actually work <laughs> i don't think it was you know it's kind of they're not they're probably not doing that um, but it would actually work that he's a scroll. And I, mean, I think uh, it works better than Maria Hill, who we have seen nothing of, so we just don't care when she I dies. I thought I really like, thought. Listen, I'm, I'm no, I'm no Kobe Smolder, Smolders like Stan or anything. But for a character to have 
a decade yeah. of reps and to get to do nothing. I thought like, oh, Secret Invasion, this will be her time, right? Like mm-hmm. this will be her I moment too. where yeah. she actually yeah. gets to like, be Like we finally character. get to yeah. know who she this just person gets is. Yeah. Nope. She's yeah. gone. All yeah. r- like what a what a just nothing run for a decade given basically no at-bats. You know, I don't even blame her. You know, it's like, what was she given no, no, to do? It's just the, the MCU that just never even like tried. I think the like the movie where she has the most screen time importance is a movie where she's not even playing. She's not even herself. Like she's scroll disguised as Maya Hill in, in uh, Far From Home. In Far From Home. Yeah. 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 I right. think that's the movie where, she, where we see the most of her. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I didn't yeah. mind. I, I kind of don't mind. I, I almost dig that they just have a continuity of like quaternary characters way in the background right it's like yeah this is the woman who's always in the background you know of shield right like behind the scenes in shield and we don't need to like know her as a character she's just like sure. a through line i kind of am fine with that i just it, it means that you know her emotional death was not emotional <laughs> to me and i was like okay well it had no impact i think yeah. is the problem i also don't particularly like colby smolders I don't, I don't know i don't think she pulls her weight much with these big scenes she doesn't yeah. have much gravitas maybe that's think. well that's the thing is like it's for me it had zero impact it was mildly surprising you know because i did not because they don't i mean generally marvel doesn't really take too many heroes or, or hero adjacent characters off the board um but uh but it was it was hollow i think mm-hmm. you know and, and it is too it's all about the impact on samuel l so if you want to get your fridges yeah. out i mean fair enough you know it's all about what this means for samuel um, I was surprised by it, but I was not emotionally impacted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess, no. ultimately. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I am I, I am excited to watch a couple more episodes. I gotta say, yeah, like, I, I'm kind of like I didn't expect that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, let's do this. I'll watch a couple more. We'll reconvene sure. at the end, see if it turns into anything. It might, like, you know, like again, I I've, I've only said complaints <laughs> again, but like I did leave this being like, oh, it's okay, it's fine. Like I'm kind of you know I'll watch another one. The thing is. I am MCU pilled in that if this was any other show, if this was just, if this was a show that was not the MCU, if it was just an alien spy show, I and I had watched this, I would be like, well, I'm not watching anymore. That was pretty dull. Yeah, um, sure. Unless I had heard from people like, well, you got to keep going because it gets, you know, incredible or something. But Right, right. Yeah, there's no way. But, you know, because I am mcu pilled i will and and it's only what six episodes long right it makes it makes so much difference that these shows are so short yeah (laughs) it's such a nice touch uh i appreciate it i do i'm probably the most interested in in just this being a samuel miniseries um Mm -hmm. and this being a a nick fury washed up is he isn't he saga um all of the scroll stuff is kind of window dressing around that frankly as far as what I'm interested in. I mean, I think that's the thing with all these MCU shows. It's is like, kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, and it's also like we've learned at this point that none of this stuff is going to matter. Like, the, listen, they're playing on TV. They're not playing in the movies. If this gets referenced that, in a movie, it's going to be yeah. expositioned again. <laughs> but that, that wouldn't matter to me if the show was good, I guess. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, for sure. I think mm-hmm. the, the thing that's incredibly boring here is that they turned something that can be cool, like the scrolls, and just made it into the Fax Smashers from, from, from um, uh, Falcon and the Soldier. It does feel like the similar. Most yeah. boring villains that we are we gotta like, get a bomb and we gotta set yeah, it up <laughs> yeah like the, the villain you're supposed to like understand where they're coming from but we can't actually be on their side so just they're just gonna be doing horrible things even if they don't make sense I wonder I like that's where we're heading I wonder if this one will be more cogent 
than I mean, the Flag yeah. Smashers, which was just a terrible mess. I by have the end. no expectation that it will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. see. Uh, there's yeah, a, there's a lot of potential. In, okay. There's a lot of weird cosmic stuff that a could couple come variants out. from now. We'll come back and talk about it again. Yeah, I think we should talk about all six at once, probably. Um, yeah. Okay. The, the next variant we do, though, Dave, I I want to play my flag in this now. I want to cover Ben Affleck's Daredevil. I really want to watch that movie. Yeah, you were <laughs> you were pushing it. for us to talk about that instead of Spider Verse a couple weeks ago. And... No, that's not true. <laughs> I was just I realized that we had to cover Spider Verse and we had plans to do Daredevil, and I was like, oh bummer, Daredevil's getting pushed. If uh, yeah. if two thousand three Daredevil is streamable, which I think we yep, confirmed it's on, it was, it's on Max. Uh, if you have Max. yes, indeed. Uh, then. Sure. Now, Charlotte, you've never seen 2003 Daredevil, is that correct? I've never seen 2003. I've seen scenes of 2003 Daredevil, but I, I've never seen... You've definitely you know seen I Daredevil think... and Elektra uh, dancing in the park. or doing. Yeah, that, okay, or yeah, I've seen that one, and yeah. I think one of the scene. only scenes I've seen with him as Daredevil is like a cut scene from the Elektra movie where he appears, and I don't think that's actually in the actual movie. <laughs> I don't think he shows up in Elektra, actually. <laughs> yeah, the but there's a cut no. scene of him showing up oh, like, cut, in a I dream or something, and mm. I've seen that scene as well. Zach, have you seen Elektra? I haven't seen I have not, but I've I just realized, you know, recently that um, Typhoid Mary is in it. Is <laughs> like a main character in it, okay. maybe the villain. You know, she's um, always she's also in um, Iron Fist season two. What? Oh no, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Typhoid Ma- Mary is the villain of <laughs> Iron Fist season two. She's had she's two in advance. Watch it. Unbelievable. I didn't know it she's got a second season. I've been nothing. Oof. Yeah, it did. Iron Fist. The second season's boring. better than the first season, but that's not saying much. Um, uh, Zach, I actually think you should watch Electra. Maybe, maybe when we get to two thousand five. Um, yeah, I it's actually that. one of the um, more interesting. I mean, we can do the whole feature. Two thousands. Yeah, we, I mean, we have you know we have these uh, eight episode years now. There's plenty of time to like watch the handful of like yeah, a bunch of really weird pre MCU Marvel movies, like the Ghost Rider movies. I remember actually kind of digging. I saw I've both of them in theaters, and I really never liked seen the second those. one in theaters. I've never seen they're, those all the way through. They're pretty. Kooky. I mean, Nick Cage gives a big performance. Yeah. Um, I want to rewatch the Angley Hulk movie with the radioactive mm, poodles. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah. That is definitely <laughs> the one. Now, is that also 2003? That might actually. I think it was. Also yeah. be. Um, three or four, something like that. That is a beloved movie yeah, amongst some, some cool folks. Sure. But I, I do not remember liking that. It looks really good still. Like the CGI Hulk stuff looks really nice and fun and the action's fun especially compared to the incredible hulk of mm-hmm. a few years later like mm-hmm. it looks much better um but yes i don't i don't remember that much outside of like the action scenes the action scenes were what stick out to me in that and his like fun editing of like comic book panels like coming across the screen and like tr- scene transitions happening with you know like panel lines pushing through yeah yeah um, he gets real silly with it so. i would for sure rather watch 2003 hulk than the 2008 Incredible Hulk. God, the if Incredible Hulk is is the biggest nothing of a movie. It might actually be. It might actually get a bit of a pass because it, you know, because the actor changed. You know, like I feel like if it had some continuity and stayed, like people would be angrier about that movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. it would get more of the Thor: The Dark World resentment. Um, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, but it yeah, becomes this thing that to, it's like, well, it doesn't count, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about my ranking? list thing here let's do it let's pull it up uh did so you read Zach, it before because i uh, wanted to i haven't gone through it in detail i kind of glanced at it just to see if there's anything that okay. would make there's my, two my things here that were specifically placed to uh <laughs> to irritate me <laughs> yeah to, to, to uh, 
gain an, to get an emotion <laughs> out of you. All right, so why don't you tell why don't you tell the listeners here what this is? So uh, I just thought it would be fun to rank. A, I'd say everything that we covered in my marvelous year, but I am missing a ton of stuff that I don't remember. If I don't remember it clearly enough to have any idea of how I felt about it at the time, I didn't rank it, which means a lot of X Men events. That even I'm like, I think I was kind of positive on that, but I just like kind of blurred together. But uh, lest you say it's just a mutant bias, I also didn't even put the second and third Jim Starlin Infinity events from the 90s in here. Because I was like, I remember being positive, but I'd have no idea how to like stick these in here. So there's stuff missing, but I basically rounded out to 100 things into, you know, my like S tier stuff that I absolutely adore uh the stuff that i really like but you know maybe just a little couple complaints holding it back from being top somewhere in the middle that i generally positive on uh the generic stuff the hated stuff and the i don't know absolutely hated stuff yeah <laughs> so it's roughly like 10 to 15 in each category i love this but... it's good it's good to have you down on paper so now mm-hmm. we can officially yeah. Yeah. have some some documentation okay so dave i want you to look at 40 and 41. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Uh, Charlotte, what are your thoughts on Zach's rankings? You know, I I surprisingly agree with it for Stop the Stop saying part. surprisingly. No, no. God, this I is... Know, I'm... <laughs> I, I get people who is that everyone's like a uh, caveat when they when they look at this like oh, shocked shocking. to say I agree with Zach but shocking and... the worst person you know just made a good point <laughs> shut up <laughs> no no I no no honestly I think I'm fine with most of them there are a few that I'm like oh this this should be way higher or this should be way lower okay uh, but me. overall hit me, like hit me with th- there's it. not where, where you... well here let me uh... let me lay out my top nine because I think that'll probably yeah go ahead my or my top ten. Uh, my top nine are in that like just bump personal just favorite. bump ten up to the same tier so it's, you have a top. I gotta 10. read it again before I could say that, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I can't do it. All okay. right, uh, going one through nine. Daredevil, Love and War, Miller's Daredevil run from seventy nine to eighty three. Number two, Rage of the Panther, Thanos Quest, the X Force Ecstatics run that we're just wrapping up reading now, Lee Ditko Spider Man, Jim Starlin's seventies work, classic X Men. So this is the Chris Claremont revisit of the like first forty five something like that. Yeah, this was the biggest like, surprise to me that this is as high I as it had is for you. A great time rereading those. Yeah, recently. Um, so it's like the Cockrum stuff and the Burn stuff retooled by Claremont later. Very small little edits to the actual comics. There's a few, but mostly it's the same. And then tacked on like B stories that are like seven to eight pages long. Something Zach, like that. Zach, I'm gonna say it. I'm going to say it. That's a really yeah. cool pick. That's a really cool yeah. pick. That makes me it's, think this is somebody it's a fun way of... who knows comics, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's a really fun way of reading them. And I kind of wouldn't even suggest reading them the first time that way. Like, it's almost better the second time with the meta aspect. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Electro Assassin is my number nine. And then just on the outside of that, like, top tier is uh, Nascenti Daredevil and then Bendis Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicenti just edges out Bendis there. Um, but I yeah, mean, Bendis honestly, Daredevil's really good too. Yeah. So I mean, on, okay, Charlotte, you were saying you, you were gonna yeah, pull Charlotte, out some hit some me with the ones critiques. that stood out to you. Okay, and um, I will say you can't say like well, I can't believe you put this at twenty seven and that at twenty eight, right? You know, like if they're if one's one above it, they're basically Zach. You you have said iterations of that phrase to me so many times so <laughs> <laughs> i will not be no that. come on that's not it's different with you uh-huh, uh-huh. somehow 
Okay, go on, Charlotte. Um, I mean, like... Oh, I'm wait, to be, to be clear, uh, just Gigger, before we go any further... <laughs> no, I know, this is important, we should have said this before. I put the ranking in the Mimer of Us here spreadsheet. So anyone who's, like, listening, being like, well, great, I'm not gonna... I can't even look at this, it's available. It's on the mm. spreadsheet, it's in one of the yeah. first tabs. Okay, okay. Charlotte, please go. I'm looking at your last tier, which is, please don't make me ever read these again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Dr. Octopus Negative Exposure by Ben Kevin, which you read re- recently, is so in there. Boring. I think so that's bad. fine. That's lo- that's a fine really, comic. That's really bad. crazy that it's that low. Yeah, it's that's behind a Dazzler the movie, to be clear. <laughs> yeah, Dazzler <laughs> I liked a little more. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dazzler, yeah. I, I, um, see, the one that I think is behind tier, Secret Wars 2. Yeah. Yeah, Secret Wars 2 that's and Dazzler, insane. I actually think, have something to recommend them. Like, no, Secret Wars 2 is weird and kind of funny. Uh, no, it's not. It, at times, it is once it's in a while. Exhausting. Some of the, some of the, it is. But well, that's why it's down <laughs> at the bottom. But like, uh, yeah, but you above. And then Dazzler has really good yeah. styles. Uh, the art in that, I actually, yeah, that's I fair. really, I really like the art. In Zach Dazzler. did famously uh, love Dazzler the movie when we covered that. Yeah, Kirby's Kirby's Eternals being in that tier list is the one that I'm I fine with that. Feel like that doesn't know. bother me yeah. actually much. At it doesn't all. bother that you. That too, doesn't be, bother me as much get, as Lika yeah. be Avengers and Lika be Hulk being even behind all of that. Those being behind read, virtually every. Those are in your so bottom boring. five. Lee Kirby Avengers yeah. is not that bad. I can't remember it, but my memory of reading it is that it's just <laughs> extremely boring. That's like, a weird. I can't uh, remember it, but I'm gonna confuse. Which is me. wild, like that Lee, the Lee Kirby stuff can be like at the same exact time they were putting out stuff that I would consider like you know some of the best comics we've ever read, and then some of the worst at the same exact time. I can get not wanting um, to read them again. Yeah, but anything below Secret Wars two and Dazzle the movie is. I mean, those obviously. Uh, I obviously I'm gonna rate yeah, this differently, yeah, but like those are two know, of my five least favorite. I mean, it's behind time. maximum security for God's That's sake. True. You know what? You know what? Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a coward and just actually you're gonna retool this in real time. <laughs> uh, nice, we won. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually consider it a victory. With this. All right, now there there's the top of the. Please okay, that's that's a bit fairer. Again. I think st- I I do still now think just it should below be on the category above, but I'm molecules. okay with that. <laughs> Okay. All right. So my was, that, was Unstable Molecules the one by Grant Morrison, or was that no. the one? No, that's the one that was like, "What if they were real people?" That's the oh, Eisner yeah, winning. What if they were yeah. real people? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So Tomb of Dracula should be higher. I just didn't dig it that much. Zach's got that like... at seventy-nine out of a hundred and one. Yeah. 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 Which is uh, just kind of in the like, it's not terrible, but it doesn't interest me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what. That's I, I, put I okay. So my my reaction to this Zach, uh-huh. then and now was, I, I'm I'm pretty unsurprised by most of this. Mm-hmm. Um, having talked mm-hmm. about all of these things with you, yeah, um, right. I think a lot of it, I I can you know you've talked about your love of Daredevil, Love and War, so I'm not surprised to see that number one. I think it's a really good top ten, definitely. Like I wouldn't put oh, Nascenti Daredevil quite that high, but I really like it as a top ten. You know there are nitpicks. Certainly where there are things that I find a little strange, but there's nothing, there's not a lot of stuff that I look at and I'm like, oh, this is flipping bizarre necessarily, mm-hmm. um, with some exceptions, um, okay. as we get it, mostly in the middle of the list, uh, okay. number 60, X-Men God Loves Man Kills. Why is yeah, that so low? I knew so that low? was going to be kind of, I, I think, it, I don't particularly love that graphic novel and i think it's kind of a strained i think it strains the metaphor in the like the lynching of like little black kids at the beginning is a little like yeah that's rough distasteful to me and you know like 
that sets the tone for the whole thing feeling a little i don't know yeah that that whole thing smacks of like the mutant metaphor being uh try taking itself too seriously so yeah that that comic doesn't land for me like it does some other people Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did put it above 1602. Oh, oh, I wanted you to see 61 and 62 is specifically a slight against Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Se- Secret Wars Slanders continues. That has... Now, now, when we talked about Secret Wars, I thought I had started to win you over, but clearly yeah. you've regressed. So maybe it's we 60, should... No, it's, maybe it's we should read I, and review it every year um, because you, you're really the, this slipping. This is stuff that i like fine with. You know? No, you're like, slipping into old it. habits. I think uh, with Secret this is and, squarely in the middle. I, we Secret might need Wars, an I intervention. I initially thought it was going to be in the bottom tier. You know, just the fact that it's wedged between uh, like Doctor Strange, what is it disturbs you, Stephen, and sixteen oh two, both of which I would say like I'm. I'm a little. I'm a little secret worried about you uh, with that <laughs> ranking. That one does not. But then the fact that all of this is behind Lee Kirby X Men. Which is like mm. I think he's on the same level as Avengers <laughs> and Hulk. Yeah, like, no, should be kinda, way lower. Think, if you're gonna put I think the X Men stuff. Okay, it has we, a, I mean, we read the boy, highlights. The jug, the, for those sure. juggernaut issues really do a lot okay, of the, yeah, that's uh, fair. heavy lifting. That's fair. Lifting for me, but no, I so overrate that run because of the juggernaut stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's so <laughs> much higher in my memory because how much yeah. I enjoyed those. Um, yeah, no, like those are there are some oddballs. Obviously, you've got Alpha Flight too high. You've got Alpha Flight at forty one. One uh, spot what's... below Simons and Thor. I'm surprised you were big enough mm-hmm. to admit that. I think yeah, that's this progress. Is, this was specifically, uh, I wanted to put that there just like that to make your head spin. That <laughs> after all this, I would actually put Simons and Thor ahead of Alpha Flight. <laughs> and that Alpha Flight is in the technically not a fave section. <laughs> um, so offensive. Which is true. You know, I like uh, that A little surprised uh, Jenkins Lee and Humans isn't higher. You've got that at 42. Yeah, I like that series, but it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it, I'm I'm pretty positive on it. I think the second reading of it for the club um, lowered it in my estimation a little bit. I think it's a little messy. It's a little long. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They kind of. Okay. I mean, Charlotte. Charlotte already called so, out yeah. the weirdest stuff at the end of the list. You know, with your least favorites, yeah. um, Secret Wars mm-hmm. two and Dazzler the movie have to be the. Charlotte, lowest. you said my new X Men at twenty two was a little low, right? For you, I think that. Uh, I mean, I, especially in, like it's low compared to some of these stuff that's above. Like for example, Inferno. I like Inferno mm-hmm. well enough. I think it's some of the best X Men events of that time. I don't think it's as good as New X Men. I still think Inferno is my favorite X Men event. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like so. I'm not yeah. mad at it. It's just. But so, oh no, like Dark Phoenix Saga. But then Inferno. Yeah. So the whole Dark Phoenix thing. But you know what? Dark Phoenix Saga is less an event and more of just an arc. I guess it's one story. So like, if I'm, I wouldn't really call that an event comic. Yeah. I guess Inferno is truly an event, and I really dig it. Yeah. You know what? I I'll say I'm really happy at how high um, Sinkovich New Mutants is. It's one of my mm, favorite yeah. of Marvel. Yeah. I almost just put the New Mutants, and then I remembered that Sinkovich doesn't do. Yeah. <laughs> the beginning of it for a while it's pretty but, essential that he's there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i That's honestly great. zach That's i i mostly like this list um thank you nice work That's yeah no I mean, if you uh, a handful you of oddballs do... but mostly not i thought it was i thought it was going to make me a lot angrier <laughs> than it did <laughs> Yeah, well, that's because you have bought your own narrative that I'm a lunatic. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> like, that's fair. Yeah, you've said it so many times, you know, for the audience's sake that you started to believe it. Yeah, yeah, no, um, it's it's just yeah. uh, it's well, strange I, to see you the... um, cover cover for yourself like this with these rankings that <laughs> you know. I did I I did say uh, Squadron Supreme is too low. That someone's like you put that at fifteen. 
like i remember you saying you hated that and i'd be like well i don't know <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah right so i, I don't think i'm just see that's kind of what i'm looking at like i don't think there's actually a lot of i mean the claremont uh claremont written uncanny like for you to have claremont cochran uncanny x-men that's obviously a you've read that again after we covered yeah. it ranking yeah, sure. because yeah. your commentary at the time you there's no way you would have that your 14th favorite yeah it's true cochran cochran i did not properly appreciate when we read it for the club for mm-hmm. sure i was yeah, just so talking to somebody yesterday i was streaming on twitch and someone actually came in and like <laughs> was like i'm listening to your x actually they said i don't know where they are and they're listening uh but they were like i'm about to go back and listen to you and dave uh, on all your x-men talk and i was like oh god <laughs> like really do you want to hear that again like and i kind of was talking how i don't think i properly appreciate i mean it's it's the mmy approach we've talked about it but just reading so much of it so fast and also skipping around the Claremont run, right? Like, yeah. it, it definitely hurts the experience. I'm surprised you have Spider-Girl as high as you. Have you read a lot of Spider-Girl, the DeFalco run? You have that in your uh, top where 50. Is it? It's 49. Yeah, I like that run a lot. No, I defended that. I, I was a big fan of that. I think that's really... I think that's some of the more fun... I... I ooh, boy, do I want to stick this here? Um, I might like it more than the beginning, at least, of Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, I kind of wow. think like just as a nostalgia, you know, let's put Peter Parker back in high school. Uh, I think the Mayday Parker stuff might work yeah. for me slightly more because it feels like a little bit more like fresh than the Ultimate Spider-Man, which is huh. a little bit more nostalgia. Was, uh, although that run, you know, the Ultimate Spider-Man run turns into other stuff and expands out in different ways. And I haven't read enough of the Spider-Girl to say that, you know, it is better overall, but. I think I prefer it at the beginning, okay, at least. Though. Two comments here. One, uh-huh. you haven't ranked any Ultimate comics, right? So this is yeah, this I didn't include do the Ultimate that. Universe. I guess yeah, I could do a few, but boy, a lot of that stuff blended in together by the end. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Busiak Avengers at fifty-six mm-hmm. instead of Don't Make Me Read This Again. I w- I would think for you, I would guess that was a Don't Make Me Read This Again. I like yeah you know i'm actually looking at that surprise myself it's a little lower but i wouldn't put it i definitely wouldn't put it there i'm surprised that it's not a little lower than that just because uh yeah and you gotta put you you gotta put mutant massacre in the don't make me read this again uh famously no i i I did think about that and i was like you know what i want to read it again because you know i do want to revisit (laughs) it so i can't put it in like those are literally the bottom it's gonna jump to your turn to your top 10 you're gonna say the the scene where angel (laughs) loses his wing is your favorite scene one of the most he's gonna say through tears to us charlotte that he's yeah (laughs) he's never been more broken up i've i've i mean in my life no one has disliked me in my entire life as much as for <laughs> that 45 in my life no one has ever disliked me yeah yeah please <laughs> no continue. i'm saying like i have i have not gotten such negative emotions <laughs> in any human being as for saying what i did about mutant massacre for really who? funny. we still people online like oh remember okay the, those like three page I thought, I thought you were saying for me on those. the episode like i was i was in a in a tizzy but i i wasn't like oh no like, no no you're like fine. disliking you uh no, no, but like I get, I still get like, uh, you know, the occasional email about that one. <laughs> it's really funny. That episode really stands um, out. Yeah, I, yeah. It, something about there's just like a there's like a darkness to it. It's <laughs> like, like a rawness. I, to I it. mean, we yeah, we definitely we got a little heated. I think, yeah, uh, for sure. I I don't want to go back and listen to. But it. But it's not like, like it's not like yeah. I guess it was. I I think no, at the time if, if it had like. If it had crossed a line, I think, think we would. Have I don't think it crossed it, a like, line. I think there was. I think there was some underlying tension at that point too of like 
needing Charlotte <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? We needed like, the feminine touch. Which is funny because I was 10 years away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like it took In a minute. The club, yeah. It took a minute, but I think that was some of the underlying tension. Um, what did what did we cover like immediately after that? What what year is Mutant Massacre? 80... 86, Six? I think. Uh, we oh, did Daredevil Love and War the next week, so <laughs> we covered my... And I just gushed about sure, it. That was uniformly for, uh, positive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that probably helped us. I mean, I think this one doesn't bother me having reread it now, but definitely Runaways at 85, almost in your lowest tier, is definitely going to be Boy. a shocker we, to we some just, people. I mean, you weren't on last... Well, we, the episode isn't out yet, but we just recorded it, the final episode of Runaways, and Charlotte and I really... <laughs> Well, really, the final uh, episode. You did not get better, first, huh? Uh, you did not. Uh, you did not come around in a. Did, did you no, both come down final... harder on it by the end? I guess let's say. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I, I came down harder, but I don't think. I don't think I had a better opinion of the end. I actually think both of us were like. I kind of get why people like this, but neither of us did. Yeah. <laughs> like. Mm. Uh, yeah, which is where I stood at the first place, but I was even more tired of it by the end. I think. Um, yeah, we, we that's coming out soon. That's 2001, 2004 part one. But we also talk about Daredevil, so there's a lot of love. There's a lot I of do love think, on that episode as well. Yeah, good. I, I do think a book yeah. like Runaways really highlights how hard it is to make comics that last. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I, yeah. I, I think uh, the Ultimate Universe well, is Well, don't write like them about too. teens. You know, that's the big thing. Well, it's, it's <laughs> a challenge. A I do think it's a real challenge for... Because, like, for example, like New Mutants... With the Claremont and Sienkiewicz in full form, that's a book about teens. Yeah, but that right. book that is not great, rooted so. in teenage attitudes or attempts at reflecting dialogue or interests of the time mm-hmm. as heavily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's like you do want to do some of that stuff for specificity. But if you kind of if you kind of get over obsessed with that, it reads so out of time in ways that can be really grating, um, I think. You know? It's like there has to be something much much more substantial well i also think it has the benefit of being far enough removed that it doesn't feel as like that's uncanny who. that's who. i don't like none of us were teenagers in 1981 you know it's well like, zach it's... maybe <laughs> yeah that's true i am the oldest yeah. um <laughs> yeah. yeah i wonder like I, i'm not reading you know modern marvel but like are people mentioning w riz in uh, x-men comics right now like <laughs> and will that read you know in 10 years or even four years be like oh my god like i mean there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely some of that you know with uh yeah like leah williams had something about dazzler's big juicy dumper recently <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's an extermination isn't Sorry, it? Awesome. I'm, uh, I'm gonna google this real quick <laughs> yeah look, you should read you should read exterminators by by leah williams it's incredible <laughs> yeah yeah um and that you know even in the moment right the the types of people that get bothered by attempts at contemporary language are but it, like I, that's intentional like that's that's the point of that comment it is kinda. it is absolutely yeah um, i'm looking at this it looks kind of funny um, yeah and that that's not like referencing the meme of the week in your comic which is always <laughs> you know uh you know having like the teenage x-men dab or something and then it's like one year later it's a dated reference i yeah. guarantee you mark think... wade's gonna have uh Superman's son dabbing <laughs> by the end of this year. That'd be really funny if he does it now. Yeah, yeah. It's going right, to happen like, soon. Mark Wade's going to start writing like, back at it again, Daniel. <laughs> like, <laughs> in his, his comics in 2023. Oh, that'd be great. All right. Uh, any, any final thoughts, Charlotte, on ways Zach could be better? 
<laughs> I actually, I think it's a pretty good list. I, I appreciate I, that you put just, it together. Sorry, and I, I just want to. I, I tried to do the damn Daniel thing, and I both missed that there's the vans and that it's damn Daniel. I missed the entire point of that meme. So yeah. Like, I want a really, really shameful uh, quote. That's okay. That. I, I just Googled it because I'm like, I'm, what is the shoes? <laughs> I forgot what the shoes were. <laughs> it is an old meme at this point. It's I was looking at it because I, I re- that made me remember like an old. <clears throat> Like uh, old, not old, but like from from five to six years ago, a Spider-Man comic that references Brooklyn Nine Nine between re- being renewed. And that's okay. like, oh my god, that's gonna be date. That's, that's a weird dated. level that's of specificity. Like... Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that stuff's kind of annoying to me. That's like dated after a week. God that stuff damn. of like, let me just include what I'm watching on Netflix in my comics. I don't mind. Like, I, I mean, there's a history of that in Marvel comics, right? Like Stan, all those sixties references with Spider-Man, you know, where he jumps in and they're like, it's Spider-Man. Oh, what'd you think it was going to be? Harvey Joe Cocker. Kaplan? Yeah. Yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, who, what? Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, there's, there's, that's fine to reference some of that stuff, but yeah, it can definitely, yeah. I, I, I do find, I think we find the more modern stuff more irritating. Cause it's like, well, I kind of know what you were doing and it's, it doesn't work now. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, I had a good question. A good transition, Zach. Uh, I guess you know it's oh, it's darn. the uh, it probably depends on exactly how much you feel like it's the author rather than the character. Uh, that's the big thing for me. Yeah. As soon as if it really suits the character mm, and it mm. feels totally natural, then I'm like, oh, it's fine. But if I'm like, this is just that Mark Wade or whoever is watching Brooklyn Nine Nine right now and not Cyclops, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Uh, like I'm like, oh yeah, it's a big part of Cyclops's character that he loves New Girl or whatever. <laughs> like, um, anyway, sorry, Dave, what were you gonna? That's say? specific. Really that specific reference actually, I would enjoy tremendously. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's gonna do it, I think. Yeah, sure. for the 2003 okay. variant, uh, folks can find this list and you can you can see what you think again via the Patreon, My Marvelous Year list. It's available for as little as one dollar a month. You will also get access to every year. Um, of comics that we've read, the full reading order uh, spreadsheets. Uh, we are complete through 2005 now, which I think mm-hmm. will take us, it'll definitely take us through the end of, of all of our reading in 2023. Um, so I think, it's you know, wild. There's stuff where I'm like, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, oh, this is modern comics, right? Yeah, like, yeah, right. 2002, 2000, like Daredevil, Bendis Daredevil still feels slightly of like the last generation to me, like the ultimate Spider-Man era, right? Like, Interesting. Uh, early millennial, early millennial stuff, stuff kind of. Yeah, yeah. I guess like late '90s, moving into the 2000s. But now there's stuff like it feels firmly like, oh, this is the modern stuff. And it, maybe I'm wrong, but it's just stuff that I've never read, <laughs> so it feels extremely. Fr- so like House of M, we're covering later this year, probably. Uh, Avengers X-23. disassembled and House of M are coming this year. So we're right, start, exactly. We're getting like, into the, the era. Those of feel events. like the the modern. You know events that I've never read. And I'm Brubaker, uh, Winter Soldier, Captain oh, America. Man, I am, I am. My expectations are too high for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am going to be disappointed. You're gonna have to bring him down a notch just a little because it's that's a okay. dangerous place to be. Yeah, but uh, but sure. it's a great run. It's a great run. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna be yeah. super disappointed. Um, yeah, very excited. No, we got some good um, stuff coming for sure. And then I think you know going into 2024. If you're with us in the club, like it's going to be Civil War time, it's going to be Secret mm-hmm. Invasion time, probably getting into Dark Reign by the end of the year, um, and then by 2025, assuming we're all still standing, uh, we're going to hit a point where the the lists out. Uh, we're going to find. I'm going to finally have to start making the the list for the you, 2010s. Well, let's announce now that you gave me um, final editorial 
permission and privilege to make the list for 2011 moving forward. I think now is the time to announce that. Do I give Zach a year? A Dean's year? (laughs) Oh, wait, Charlotte. Also, Dave, you had some really funny suggestions for Charlotte should do some episodes. Uh, So, no, no. So this is 100% serious, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, mine is not. We're going to Charlotte (laughs) you pick some episodes or some issues for 2005. Uh Charlotte, I don't know. I I feel like I... I don't think we've talked about this. Um, No, but seriously. So we're doing a Dean's list in 2004. So that means 2005... We need a Charlotte episode. Um, Fier- uh, as you said on our private chat, a Fierro's Heroes. Fierro's Heroes. Harlots. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte's Harlots is really Charlotte's funny. Harlots. It doesn't really make sense because those are groups of people and not uh, comics. <laughs> but I guess I guess That's Fierro's fine. Heroes does because it's superhero comics. Listen, if you want to come up with your own name as well, Zach came up with the yeah, name. No, no, you, you did a good <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'd love to have you pick some bonus episodes for 2005 yeah, yeah. to make us read. Um, One strike back. No Gillen. No Kieran Gillen. Well, he probably isn't writing for Marvel yet. Um, yeah. Maybe phonograms. Maybe beginning. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I yeah think we're just gonna read like phonograms. One or two years. <laughs> <My Marvel's> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna read uh, his like his um, his video game articles from before he was a comic book writer. Oh yeah, 2008. I can get with Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. I'm yeah. excited. That'd be, that'd be I'll, great. I'll start, uh, I'll start right up on the Charlotte's Hollets. Awesome. <laughs> yes, the Charlotte, lots of comics. No, mm-hmm. that doesn't. That's not great. Cannot okay. I'll keep, I'll keep workshopping, workshopping that. And I'll consider if 2011 can be a Dean's year. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, no, don't do that to me. It would, to it would take a lot work. of work off my plate, so it's fairly <laughs> tempting. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> we, we, we can talk about 2011? <laughs> There's stuff to do with 2011. That's a, we we yeah. can we can actually discuss breaking that up if you want to split that up. I I wouldn't mind taking a chunk. You know, I'll do I'll do the X Men stuff and then uh, we just won't. Oh leave. boy, that's a mistake. <laughs> I'll just be like, you know, there's no good X Men comics in 2011. Let's not read any. Yeah, so never mind. Uh, I'll continue making the list from this point <laughs> forward. We'll all continue enjoying ourselves. You are Thanks leaving the entirety of us. DC up to me. Um, you are making DC I, uh, lists. That is true. Yeah, I'm yeah. still working on. How far, I'm, how far are finished... you on that? Well, I decided a better method for me, uh, instead of doing it year by year and like jumping from series to series year by year, is to choose a character in a series and just like I'm st- I'm working post crisis right now. Uh huh. So I just did Flash and I just read like everything from post crisis Flash all the way up to like 2001 when Jeff John starts. Um, and then I just stopped there and then I went back and I started Batman. So I'm like skimming through uh batman and detective comics and all the miniseries and stuff so i'm just sticking one character at a time gotcha just read the intro of tim drake with a lonely place of dying really yeah. good yeah. five issue a little story there um tim drake's fun so that's a good story marv wolfman on batman it's uh it's exciting stuff we'll have to take a pulse when we get mm. to when we get to like 2010 yeah. and see what like do people want to do DC? Do you want a fifty-year-old podcaster <laughs> to tell you <laughs> which com- DC comics are the best three? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a while. All right, thanks everybody for listening. This is my Marlon this year. Uh, music for the show is by Disaster Piece. Zach, I completely forgot to do an outro for uh, the episode I recorded yesterday. Just FYI, so. <laughs> you just said goodbye. <laughs> yeah, just said it. we just hung up <laughs> <laughs> with the interview that you did. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, well, maybe I'll do something. <laughs> yeah, that's an option. Um, so anyway, uh, patreon.com slash my year. 
what else what else high okay. energy dave <laughs> leave them with, <laughs> with the razzle dazzle <laughs> thank you uh, anyway we'll see, see you ya. next year see you next year see you next year